everybody, and welcome to What's the Story Podcast, WTS273. My name is Danny Murray. And I'm Graham Merrigan. Do you remember we used to have an intro with a chap in an American accent, and he used to say, Graham. Yeah. Graham Merrill Merrigan. And I was like, Merrill, fuck off, it paid me tenner, I'm not changing the intro for another six months. Yeah, we got that off fives, did we? I can't now. I think it probably was, yeah. I think it probably because was. Uh, League of Ireland Central podcast, they have the American accent. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The, the female accent, and it's like, Dan and Johnny. Yeah. Yeah. Fiverr's great for the old voiceover thingy music. Yeah, yeah. Do you watch it? Thingy so, music. Yeah. Um, how are you, Graham Merrigan? Excellent. How are you? I'm doing good, my friend. I'm doing good. Oh, yeah. I had dinner before we recorded, which is... Uh, you know, it's it's good because normally as we're recording, we're like saying, I'm fucking lepping. What'd you have? Uh, he was wearing meatballs. Oh, I'm, me- I'm having meatballs too. No way. Yeah, oh, I'm not, I wasn't ready to have them be pre-podcast, so I'll have them oh. post-podcast. Yeah, deadly. We, we should we should review meatballs to each other and then ask Gary Mackle for his meatball recipe because he's uh, basically a master chef. Yeah, but he'll do it in the dry the dry cooker or whatever it's called, the fryer. Yeah, yeah. yeah, the countertop oven. Uh, we were privy to uh, Gary's video of trying to sell said air fryer to a uh, friend of the show and our friend Paul Howard's wife Mary. And um, we have we have yet to get a review from Mary to see because Paul wants an air fryer because of you and Gary's nonstop talking of the air fryer in the WhatsApp group. Yeah, and his wife just won't commit to it. So Gary did a like a QVC shopping trying to sell the air fryer and by god did he sell it it was excellent fantastic it really was fantastic yeah. i have to say right so it's the ninja wasn't it the two basket he, ninja he's got the jewel the ninja um i've got a teffel single basket and how so, do you feel about that inadequate graham oh. i feel i feel like gary's masculinity completely outshone me um <laughs> it it's like when you go to the gym and the fella beside you drops his towel and you realize Oh, okay, right. He's packing a lot more than I am. <laughs> Better go. Is it raining now? It's too cold. It's only it hard. It's like, I, wish, I wish they'd ever have the hot water in the showers. My God. Um, yeah, see, it's weird, right? Because I was completely against air fryers for I don't know how long, a long time. Because was, was that just Danny being stubborn and not getting with the times? No, it was because I was like, what? Like, because you hate going with what the public are going with. Like, not you always. Uh, most of the time, though. Like I, I, I don't have a toaster because I hate toasters. Don't you don't have a toaster. I hate toasters. How do you toast your bread? Under the grill, like a normal person, right? Are you serious? Yeah. You what? don't. You and Oksana don't have a toaster. You know she wants one, but I keep telling her no. Why? <laughs> right, but mostly because <laughs> I never knew. I never even noticed in your kitchen there was no toaster. Yeah, there's no toaster. Mostly because I don't like bread toasted on both sides. I like a toaster on one side only. Oh my God, what right. is wrong with you? So, yeah. And for years, I thought I was normal. But it turns out, <laughs> it turns out most people are like, obviously, it goes on a toaster, you toast it on both sides. What's your problem? Yeah, like? yeah. what um, is your problem? But yeah, I just, I like, because what I do then is I'd butter the toasted side and I'd fold it over. See, I'm, I'm biting into the soft bread, but I'm still getting the crunch. No, yeah. no. Yeah, that's, that's and it looks... Look, that's me fetish and I'm into it, right? Is there, anyway. is there, a, is there a name for it? No. Toast. Like. No. I mean, is there a name for um, half bread, half toast? Yeah, toast, Graham. 
on that cook post um, anyway oh, yes so for, for, for a long time I was like we're not getting a fucking air fryer we have an oven we have a grill we have a hob we have a microwave a microwave is another thing it took me a long time to give in to you on that I, I don't like food that's reheated in the microwave but the convenience got me right Right. So we had this argument about the air fryer for a long time and even calling it an air fryer, I'm still not on board with that because you can't fry with the air. Have you ever held something in the air <laughs> and it's become fried? No, you haven't. No. So calling something an air fryer really boils my piss. It's a countertop oven. That's what it is. You're, you're oh. replacing your oven with something that goes in your counter and takes up space. But it pumps hot air into it and it dehydrates the food and that's how it cooks. It doesn't dehydrate it. Like if you do what it does, properly, what does it do? You know what I mean. It's what, what? What's the mechanism that cooks the food? It does pump the hot air into it, all right, and the yeah. air. So that's air fryer. No, it's not frying, Graham. It's basically an oven. It's like a a, a convector oven. You think these uh, machines will replace the actual household oven? I will judging by the amount that we cook with it these days. Air oven rarely gets used. Air oven only gets used if what we're cooking is too big to go in the air fryer. And what about the hobs? I'd still use a hob now because I I like uh, I I'm especially since the surgery I'm mad for like kind of Asian type food. It's like the only stuff that I'm kind of really dealing with. Well, well, uh, well, no, that's not fair. I'm dealing with everything, but it's the stuff that like it's hitting the spot when I eat it. So store fry type stuff, which is all you know. But I have I have used the air fryer for quite a few things. If I'm cooking chicken, breast. And you have a dry cooker. A what? Or slow cooker. Oh, we have one of them for the stew. Yeah. I don't like slow cougars. I if if you're cooking beef, it's great. Like if you're doing a roast beef or something. I think yeah, I like a big chew on a, on a bit of meat, but I don't like. I, like my mom uses it very much so for convenience. Yeah, and uh, just yeah, it's not for me, unfortunately. No, I do I, like the air fryer. I think is great. Air fryers. I have to say, I'm I'm converted now. I was I was against them for so long, and then uh, cubes. On the sly, came home one one day, and you know, like like all things in life, the, the woman got her way kind of thing. Yeah, and I protested uh, by refusing to eat, and I was cooked in it for about four days, and then eventually she done chicken goujons in them, and I was like, all right, look, they were they were fine. You make them again, but don't be getting any. Not- and now I'm doing everything in the fucking. Thing. What like what like don't be getting notions, and then you're doing everything in them. Oh man, everything. I'm cooking eggs in it. Uh, I done a kebab type situation, which I sent in through WhatsApp group with Gary for his. That, that looked that looked gorgeous. Now, yeah, it worked out well. Um, you can a whole the cubes on a whole chicken in it there not so long ago. And, it, and did, does the it, whole chicken fit in it? Like, yeah, yeah, and it, and it was dry. It was. I'm gonna say a word a lot of people dislike. So cover your ears and three, two, one. It, it was moist. <laughs> it wasn't dry. It was moist. Um. So yeah, I you know, and Gary Gary's air fryer advice and recipes have been absolutely well received. But it helps me in terms of there's loads of things I follow on Instagram now that are like you know healthy cooking and bariatric recipes now, and they're all with Jay's air fryers. So I'm like, all right, look, you know, and and that's a thing that uh, Gary was saying that on the packaging now of foods it has the time for yeah. air frying. Yeah. Where it, I don't think I had that maybe a year ago. Definitely didn't. Definitely didn't. I bought a, I, I bought a bag of spicy wedges recently and on oh the back God. of it, air fryer instructions. And I was like, telling you, that's it now. They're in. If people are changing the packaging, that, that's it. That, they don't do that for nothing. Like, no. 
So, um, yeah, we'll, we'll have Gary and Paul on soon and we'll get an update on if Paul has been successful. <laughs> if Mary has allowed, uh, if Mrs. Howard has allowed bring in an air fryer to, to house Howard. Exactly. And if, if Mrs. Howard hasn't, I might suggest to Paul a similar tactic to what Oksana employed, which is just come home with one. It's like when you want a dog, just come home with one because once they see it, they're not going to go back and go. You know, exactly. if we need to, if we need to, we'll start to go fund me campaign for our Paul. Get him an air fryer. I don't think Paul needs the money. Um, look, I'm just trying to help, Graham. Fair I'm enough. So, anyway, that's uh, yeah. If anybody's looking for air fryer recipes, at Garmackle on Twitter and uh, just just tell him we sent you because he'll definitely support you and he'll he'll, he'll tell you how to cook anything in there. Anything. He's uh, he's he's the Ainsley Harriet of the air frying world. He and yeah, people in our club call him Ainsley, I believe. So, you know, if he's not um, if he's not out there planning weddings or he's not out there taking the interior decorating world by storm, it's the world of cuisine, and I'm here for it. I'm I, like he's he's an influencer that's being denied. I feel he's misunderstood. Oh, yeah, yeah. He's he misunderstood. Needs, he he's misunderstood, and he's a good influencer, and he need he needs he needs a good following because he he creates great content. He does great content. Great content, and he's misunderstood. Unfortunately, what is um? What would you say Elizabeth Windsor's favorite meal was? And from the air from the air fryer, or just in yeah. general? I'd say from the air fryer. She definitely had an air fryer. I'd say she, I'd say boardsoy potato waffles. Yeah, wouldn't be surprised. In in the evening, when she was about to sit down to watch the six o'clock news on BBC, she'd be like servant, servant. Yeah, then I have my potato waffles, and she'd have a big dollop of ketchup on the side, and she just horsed them into her. Yeah, one of our many subjects. Um, mm. Are the Brits mad? That is the age-old question, Graham. Uh, if viewing their antics since that fateful Thursday two or three weeks ago is that to go, boy, they're mad as a bag of spiders. Mad, isn't it? I, I'm, I'm, and I, I'm, I'm, I'm guilty to of watching the coverage. I, I haven't and, been able to turn it off, and and. It's not be obviously because I'm enjoying it because I have feel nothing. I don't care. I just I'm watching it in kind of disbelief. Like on, you're hang watching. On, hang on, hang on. I'm gonna stop you there for that's not true. What's not true? You're saying you're saying all of this. Well, I'm, I'm watching out, it to keep an eye on them. I'm gonna out you now. You told everybody that you were going to Belgium for a Shamrock Rovers match. When in actual fact, you went to London so you could foil past their coffin. That's it, man. I skipped the queue. The wheelchair express. American. <laughs> <laughs> the American Express strikes again. So yeah. it was you, Philip, and Holly skipping the queue. Yeah, yeah. That's uh, another yeah. thing. The, the outrage. David Beckham is the nation's darling again because he spent 13 hours in a queue to foil past what, what was, and I mean, it's the most respectful way I can possibly put it to foil past a woman in a box. Yeah. Philip and Holly, who were the, the darlings of the nation previously, yeah. are now on the shit list for yeah. skipping the queue. And they had to apologize. And deny and the best statement I've ever heard in my life. We would never jump the queue. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. What? Who gives a shit? Like, yeah, yeah, but you have. You've jumped queues all your life, lads. You're celebrities, yeah. so you get tickets to whatever you want without having to queue up on Ticketmaster like us plebs. Exactly. And there's something, I'm not saying this doesn't happen in Ireland for a second, but there's something so sociopathic, psychopathic yeah. about people who are struggling in life that are very upset 
about Elizabeth Windsor's death. I just find it very odd. I find it very, you know, they're they're doing their like they're doing their best in life to try and get by, to try and get meals on the table, to try and heat the house, mm. and yet they will travel so much so much distance to queue up for nearly up to I think up the longest queue was maybe twenty hours at one point mm. in that week, just as you said to see a box. Yeah, like the coffin, and like and look, don't be wrong. The, and the, like my my point in that, and the context in which I say that is, would they be moved so much to take to the streets for a cost of living march? Yeah, and really. some of them I don't think would. No, no, probably not. And like, so see, I am conscious of the fact that like I understand this the the historical significance of the event we're witnessing, right? Yeah, and I and I understand that for you know, a huge portion of the population alive today, they have known no other British monarch. I, yeah. I, I understand that. You're talking about the longest reign in monarch in history, oversaw massive social reform, you know, uh, a lot of problems in the royal family, don't get me wrong, but... She married her cousin. But, I mean, yeah, they're all at that. Uh, but at the same time, I, you know... <laughs> And, don't, and I, I was one of the people in 2011 when she came to Ireland and she done the bow in the garden remembrance. And, you know, she said a couple of words, Oscar Elga at the dinner and all that. I was like, you know what? She got that. They, they got this right. This is good. This is brilliant. Yeah, how do you measure the success of that visit, though? I, see, it's, it's hard to, to like put a, a quantum on it or it's hard to put a tangible thing on it because... We, we were in a, a period of peace as it was, but I think for British-Irish relations and the optics of seeing the monarch of Britain do those things, especially because, like, one of the things, and I, I don't consider myself... Would it, would it not have been more... Would it not have been more of a successful visit if she had have stood up in Dublin Castle and, and apologised for her country's actions on this island over the years? But then would, it, would that not have been more significant than speaking... But, a couple of a couple of fucker like, but which was not, which was quite contrived. Like, I, I just I don't think you're living in the world, the real world, if you think that's something that was going to happen, though. You know, what no, I mean? no, no, and I I accept that, but I'm just and I hundred percent accept that. Yeah. I'm just there seems to be a lot of revisionist history. Um, eleven years after the Queen's visit of Dublin, hmm. um, it seems to be now remembered as a poignant kind of visit, whereas. We were told at the time that it's going to increase tourism, and this is what it's happening for. And yeah, and I remember, I remember when she visited Australia as well, and I was like, "Oh, it's going to do wonders to the tourism sector." Right. How do you measure that? Like, how, like well, do do people actually do people do people watch monarchs all over the world? Say, say Spanish people watch their king and queen travel to America and they're watching it on Spanish television in Madrid yeah. or whatever. Do they then see them going to New York and say to themselves, oh, I'm going to book a trip to New York because my king and queen were there. I, look, I, I don't know. what I'm getting at though. I do. I, I take the point you're making. I don't know if you can boil it down as simple as that. What I would say though is, and I don't have any of the stats to back this up. I would imagine it probably did boost British and Irish tourism and that kind because there would be, I, and I'm purely speculating. I, I don't have numbers of tourism stats for 2012, 13, 14 and beyond kind of thing, right? But there definitely was this kind of 
how do I say? It seemed like there was a little bit of a, a momentum, a bit of a swell of kind of, okay, right, but we, we don't all hate each other. We don't all, you know, and, and Ireland is a safe place for Britons. And, you know, they're not so bad over there themselves either kind of thing. But like, Do you think know. that was the, the feeling back then? Because of her visit? I certainly, th- I think, I think there was definitely more of a positive outlook on, now Brexit has fucked that, and Boris Johnson has fucked that, and the DUP have fucked that, but I definitely think. There, so there you go, like. But I definitely think. The goodwill of her visit lasted about four years, if even. Yeah, but I mean, she can't be responsible for the. No, but I think, I think, and I wasn't expecting a, an, an apology. I think there were some quarters expecting, oh, what's she going to say? She has a few words at Dublin Castle. Yeah. And there was a there was a whole inquisitive part of that, people keeping their eye on what she has to say. Mm. Personally, I think, I think the visit was insignificant in the bigger picture. Um, I don't think, See, it, I, I don't I think, don't like revisionists were saying the past week that, uh, it created a lasting peace and all that bollocks to that. I don't, I don't know if it's say it created a lasting peace. The Good Friday Agreement uh, yeah. predates that by a long exactly, shot. Exactly, but I heard commentators saying that. But like, right, I like look, you end up wanting to fuck the remote to tell you when you hear bollocks like that. I'm, I'm not a Republican by any stretch of the imagination. Like, right, and I think like, I'm, <laughs> I, I, it's not just the British monarchy that I have a thing with. I just don't think monarchies are. Fit for purpose in this day and age. They Not at all. They just don't strike me as in any way, shape, or form relevant or appropriate for the world we live in. Not at all. Um, and well but, said. But that, 2022, and we're still living in fucking mythological King Arthur show. Like, Get a grip, like. It's, I would say, though, that, like, I, I look, I personally think her visit to Ireland was significant and it was important right i think it was i don't think it was like in terms of like peace being brokered and that kind of stuff i don't think that's i think it was more so part of a heal a very long healing process that we still have a little bit of a way to go with and all that she was never gonna stand there and apologize for the actions of but equally she said okay look i can't meet you where you are but i but i can i can take a little bit of a step and I'll bow in the garden in remembrance, which, you know, in terms of sim- symbolism and one thing and the other for the, the reigning monarch to do that, it does have significance. And then her opening our speech with a couple of words, Oscar, contrived or not, you know, it, it is something that has stuck with people. It is something yeah. that has... I cringe no. at that though. I even think President McAleese's reaction was quite contrived. And I look, I've, I've a lot of time for yeah. President McAleese and, and her husband. I think they've done great work uh, in the with the occupied cities. I do I'm agree just, with you about Mac, President McAleese because uh, she knew it was going to happen. So, so yeah, it was like, oh wow. And then like, wow, let, let, wow, let me yeah. let me let me ask you a question from kind of a history point of view and. You know, mm. why why do you think she didn't apologize in 2011? They can't. Why? Simple as that. That's what it boils down to. They can't. I, they, Is it just the ego, egotistical, like t- t- from the British government would have said, listen, don't attempt to apologize over there? Because they, they, they would be admitting to slaughter and pillage and, and stuff like that. Well, I mean, if we look at more recent events uh, around things in Northern Ireland, with is it? I'm terrible at remembering this, like Soldier F and all that, and all these yeah. kind of things that have gone on. There, 
there is a deliberate attempt to whitewash history to a certain regard and for heinous things that have happened to not see the light of day and for justice not to be served because it would shine a terrible, terrible light upon the administration of the time and day and age. And then the administration of today gets blood on its hand, de facto, because they're the ones that have to try and clean up the mess in the cold light of day. Um, I think, like, <laughs> I would be flabbergasted if a reigning monarch was the one to apologise. A prime minister, i.e. David Cameron, who I, I remember apologising for certain things happening. He said sorry, yeah. Yeah, I, I, it's one thing for that, but the monarch to do it is, it's just not going to happen. So it's not going to happen. And, and it's the, mad because you might like people see the monarch as just a figurehead and stuff like that. And, you know, they don't have a say in this and they don't have a say in that. But yeah, people try and say that her visits are quite effective. I'm not, I just don't buy it. Like, no, I, I, I get it. Like, I mean, the, the thing that like, again, I'm, <laughs> her, her visit brought traffic chaos. <laughs> yeah. But look at the amount of people it turned out. Look at the amount of people that were out there. There was a lot of awful the, lot of protesters turned out as well. Nowhere near as many that were in favor of that. Look at the, the people at Cork, Graham, and they shot their own. They killed Michael Collins, don't forget, right? <laughs> the people at Cork welcomed the neck their, of them calling us Jackians and they welcomed her with such ah, open arms. They like welcomed that. her into the English market and they were shown our vegetables and fish and all kinds of stuff. Yeah, and they were yeah. like, Come over here, man, get some of this now. You know, they were loving life, they were. But, the, 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 like, the bigger picture, as you said, is that it's, you know, there shouldn't be monarchs this day and age. When nah. you think of her passing now, right, and it was something that I didn't even think of, mm. but there's so many days of mourning are costing the British taxpayer a fortune. Yeah. The turnover, I believe, the changing of their currency to Charles is going to cost <laughs> hundred million pounds. I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, that's, that's and and he gets to pick his face for the notes. You know, that's just a boy to boy. I just heard that today. But I mean, I didn't even think of that. I didn't even think that they have to now change currency, and that's costing yeah. in a time where electricity, gas bills, utility bills. You can you people are struggling to heat their house. People are struggling to get that second or third meal in the day in Britain. Yeah. Food banks galore all over the place. Food banks actually closed the day of her funeral, which is fucking preposterous. Um, Jesus, you know some of the things, man. For, like. for 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 somebody who I'm not I'm not disputing. Look, yes, she was somebody's grandmother, someone's mother. Mm. You know, again, grandmother, the mother of a nation. Some would say, Graham. Look, that's bollocks. Like, you know, no more did she care about her subjects. Do you know what I mean? Even though, even like I heard Kay Burley referring to the British public as the Queen's subjects. I know that's yeah. that's lingo that's that's belongs to the 1400s. You yeah. know, this day and age to to be calling members of the public subjects to this woman who was born by accident into into privilege into a German family that you know let's, let's, it, she should never she, like let, let's just remember just fucking bonkers to me like whatever about just pure chance being and I mean I'm, that that point is an overall generalization of monarchs around the world not excluding no, I, the British monarch disband all monarchs and follow Jedward on Twitter thank you excellent point Jedward <laughs> have been uh, I mean those boys have come a long way those boys have come a long <laughs> what were you going to say there Dan Let's not forget the thing about this as well is the whole. I I just I can't. I I can right. I can 
somewhat understand people who have been upset by this and whatever. And, you know, she was a well-revered figure in Britain and our friends and brothers and sisters and so on across the water. If they're of that persuasion, I get it, right? But this three-week marathon grief wank is a bit much for me, right? And I just think... that Hasn't a patch on North Korea. Right, it's like there are moments that it has appeared cultish, and one of those moments it is cultish, yeah, it is was, cultish, it's cultish right, and cultish, right? Like, so the poor woman wasn't even cold, right? And Prince Charles gets out of the car outside Buckingham Palace, and grown men and women who have traveled long and far to pay respects to the Queen Maria are now shit because Charles has suddenly appeared. Something has overcome them to show God save the king. It's a, you're a grown, like you've got children, like you've you've got grown up children. You you know what I mean? And you've taken upon yourself to take the day off work because the news of the bereavement has left you bereft. And something in you has said, I know what I'll do. I'll show God save the king because that makes me feel... What? I just, that I can't understand. I can't understand this whole thing of it's like fucking when One Direction come to town and teenage girls lose their shit. But these are grown men and women who can't contain themselves because a chap with big ears and magic blood has got out of a car. Yeah, yeah. Respectfully. And and, and when, when, when when the news stations or the TV programs are seeking vox pops from the public... I mean, the answers are just pathetic. Some of them, some of them have been. The, the answers are so pathetic that you would think it was one of their relatives that they see every day of their lives that had just passed, and it's embarrassing. And that's it. And like, I know, I know there are households in Britain where you know, a bit like Ireland, up until the last twenty years or so, you know, above the mantelpiece was a photo of Pope John Paul, you know, in, in households in Britain, above the mantelpiece, a photo of the Queen. I understand there are houses that are like that. I understand. Yeah. And both are equally as cult- cultish. Big time. Um, I like, But I just, some of those Vox Pops, there was one, and I think I texted you about this, on Monday morning, the morning of the funeral. Oh, yeah. And they're speaking to a woman who is a mother of four. She's four kids. And when they ask her about how traveled it from traveled from fucking, good, good distance, yeah, I can't, I can't actually remember off the top of my head, but it was she outlined her travel plight, queued up for over fourteen hours to file past uh, the coffin as it lay in state, and they asked her, you know, about how how did it feel, you know, all that kind of stuff. And this is a mother of four on national television, and she responded with, "It is the best thing I have ever done in my life." It is my proudest moment. If I'm poor child watching national TV and I see me ma on it and she describes the best thing she's ever done in her life, the proudest moment of her life as waiting 13 hours to walk past a box, I'd be fucking going mad. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I enjoyed um, the Celtic supporters prank uh, at their match. It was um, a bit of harmless ribbon. I thought it was very clever. 
I thought it was very clever because it was like, oh, because the Celtic fans are going to probably boo a minute silence. Let's do a minute applause. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and they sang, "If you hate the royal family, clap your hands." <laughs> so like, you had British people like Joe Hart sitting in on in clapping his. <laughs> I just thought it was brilliant, <laughs> and you could hear the Scottish accent in the. In yeah, the song, yeah. Like, now we, we we might come across as cruel here, but but like I'm it's not, not cruel. I mean. As we said, we like you have to, of course, you sympathize with people that have lost a family member. But I mean, I just can't get over the millions of people that have. I don't know how many thousands actually killed. I'm exaggerating, probably saying millions. But I mean, if the queue was long, they're saying a TV audience of something like four or five billion. Yeah, and, and 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 let's not forget, like one of our last things that she done was paid. Uh, Paid one of uh, Prince Andrew's uh, victims twelve million pound mm. uh, in a settlement for him being a paedophile. Like, you know, look, look the, the royal family has more so skeletons many. in their closet than exactly. You know, they're, they're they're not they're meant to be upheld as the pinnacle of society and what we should all aspire to be. But you know, behind closed doors, they're far from it. And I think that, well, that's the hypocrisy of all the monarchs. Is, exactly. Like, look at the Spanish, the the Spanish king. Like his his finances were questioned, and he was thrown out, and his son became king. Yeah. You know, and now yeah. his son and him are estranged, and they don't have they don't have a relationship because his finances were put into question. I mean, like look at look at Charles as well. I I can't remember what year it was, but it was recent enough where um, wills that weren't collected in Cornwall went to the bank account of Prince Charles. Yeah. So if me or you died. And we had no family and we had money in our bank account, like 20, 30,000, whatever it may be. And that wasn't claimed for a certain period of time. That would go into the bank account of Prince Charles. And paid for the rogue that now sits in front of his fireplace. That, like, how does, no. that, how does that make sense? Like, but it, it, see, and this shows that it doesn't. And there's so many anomalies with uh, monarchies in general that, like, like the, the other thing, let's not forget as well, right? That the, the Windsors, only exist since the 19, 1920s. 20s, no, yeah. yeah, yeah. Just like, after the war, wasn't it? Yeah, World War One. Up until then, it was the Saxburg Coast because they suddenly realized, oh, fuck, we're fighting a war with the Germans. We're fighting a war with our own cousins here. And people aren't a big fan of those German fellas. So uh, we're going to change our name to sound a lot more English and whatever. But they all spoke German. They all, you know, World War One got rid of a lot of monarchies across Europe. But at least, well, not at least, but the British one had the the cop on to be like, all right, let's try and avoid the negative sentiment and let's have a PR exercise where we call ourselves Windsor. Like, I in one sense, I'm like, self-preservation, I get yeah, well yeah. done, fair play. Yeah. But in another sense, it's kind of like, that just shows you the lengths they will stoop to in order to... Keep the firm. Exactly, you know, um. And like, that, like, don't forget as well, the Duke of York was like the, the prince of Denmark and Greece. Yeah. You know, yeah. And, um, and where where was the, where's the logic of marrying your relatives? Well, I, I think that's the one thing that, that uh, Queen Elizabeth probably got right in that she kind of tried to put an end to that with her kids and grandkids and whatever. Because prior to that, it was very much a kind of like royal marries royal. Because you don't want to dilute the blood. It's like the fucking Targaryens of Game of Thrones. It's a, <laughs> anyone, anyone watching House of Dragon at, at the moment will be like, hang on a second, is he talking about Rhaenyra being married off to 
your man. So no, so so how did how did Elizabeth uh, Windsor get rid of that? Did I, like was did she actually put a stop to it? Like pretty much, I think they they realized that the inbreeding was wrong. Like like Kaiser Wilhelm had a had a deformed arm and whatever that was put down to the fact that like it was true inbreeding that his deformities had come true. Like um you know the 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 Tsar in Russia Tsar Nicholas was I can't I'm, my history memories failing me, but his. Family again, like their first cousins. Let's not forget Queen Victoria, the, called the grandmother of Europe for a fucking reason. Yeah. Um, Queen Victoria, no. who's Prince the Philip and Elizabeth's great grandmother. Yeah. Yeah. Both. <laughs> and they shared like. Um, and yet the public are so fantasized about about yeah. this family. It's just. It just now I'm I'm obviously focusing on the on the British royal family because they're the well, closest. It's not, it's not just them though. That's it's just not the, just them. It's the Spanish. You know, it's, it's you it's, know in Monaco. It's it's yeah, everywhere. Yeah, it's it's monarchies in general. I find are a, just a bizarre thing in this day and age. And well, at least Britain has a constitutional monarchy thanks to the Magna Carta. All that it still doesn't change the fact that this this family, so called anointed by God has unfucking believable levels of privilege and unbelievable wealth and riches beyond the wildest dreams of you or I. Yeah. All because their lineage, which is suspect to begin with. Suspect to begin with, but as well as that, the corruptness of it all, like Philip's, Philip mm. Elizabeth's white husband that died recently enough, his will won't be open for a hundred years. It's in a vault for a hundred years. Charles has inherited something like 600 million of Elizabeth's, of his mother's money. Like, yeah, you know, I yeah. don't think that's spread out between the kids. I think it's, it's his because he inherited the throne. Like that's gas as well, isn't it? It's mad. I mean, like it's just, even, even the crown, so the, the crown that sat on top of the casket. Yeah. With some of the, like stunning looking object. Don't get me wrong. Like the, the diamonds and the, Rare stones and that are amazing, valued at millions upon millions upon millions. Not one of those fucking stones comes from Britain. No, they've been pillaged, pillaged from, in Africa and fucking Egypt fucking, and everywhere. Whatever, whatever fucking country they colonized, they were like, "Thanks very much. We'll take all your precious metals while we're at it. Thank you, thank you." But, but there's a there's a few countries that are still under the Commonwealth where all those jewels were robbed, and mm. in recent weeks or in recent days or whatever, they've asked for a return of their those jewels. Yeah. You know, well, that's the, 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 like I mean, if if they were to, and this is another reason why, when you asked the, the question around like why 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 no apology, where do they draw the line? Because if they apologize for that, they might as well empty every museum across Britain to give yeah. back everything. The Egyptians must be sitting there saying our museums are half empty, lads, because you have ninety percent of our shit. <laughs> but like, you'd look like a better person if you back, please. You'd look like a better person if you apologize, though. You would, but they'd be left with nothing. Yeah, you know I mean, they'd be left with a few Union Jacks, three chippers, a football stadium, and a chap who doesn't quite understand why he voted for Brexit, but he's sticking with it anyway. Exactly, and then you know? that's all of the all of the above. Um, yeah, I don't like. I feel bad because any of our British listeners have definitely switched off by now. Uh, yeah, but, but equally, don't give your head a wobble, lads. If you've been crying for fucking three weeks over a woman that was a stranger to you, like I'll ask you this. Is there any celebrity in the world, Graham, that should they pass away, you'd be like, yeah, three weeks of mourning is acceptable. I want their coffin to lie in state so I can file past it. And then 
No. Let's bring the country to a fucking standstill. No, I think it's the biggest security operation ever seen in order to have a funeral. No. 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 No, it does not. Because the pomp and ceremony was vulgar. Like Chris, Christy Moore would be my close, closest thing to what you've just described. Hmm. And I think he'd be even uncomfortable if that was to happen for him. Like, yeah, yeah. You know, we, I, I mean that in the context of our fans that would be upset. Um, if someone declared a day, a national day's morning because, you know, he Christy would be away, mortified. He'd be like, fuck off, I'm not having that. He'd be mortified. Hmm. Yeah, I just, just like get on with your life and just let me family and, yeah. and close friends grieve. And I understand that she's, you know, she was doing it 70 years. And I understand, like, I'm not, the, the significance of the time she spent in that position is not lost on me. Yeah. However, it's just a bit much. It's not lost on me, but it's like, of course you weren't going to step down from a role that. Yeah, exactly. You weren't elected to. That you, you weren't to elected to and that you no. didn't really have to do one. Like, you, you had to. You had to go to a care center a few times a year. You had to go, you know. She's one this of is, she's she's one of Britain's biggest horse breeders as well. Fuck care center. Speaking of fucking care center, another dirty dark fucking secret. That, and don't get me wrong. Exactly. I, know I, have what a little, say. I have a little bit of a fucking closet fandom of the royal. I love seeing what they're up to. I can't help but not peer through the window and be like, what if they fucked up this time? But you're I, looking I, at it and you're kind of going, really? And the people I, accept yeah, it. Are you going to talk about the part of the crown where her cousins were left in a care home? Exactly, yeah. Up until recent times, that was in the, the 60s maybe, no, earlier that they were, basically, we were all told they were dead. But in actual fact, they were carted off to a care home in Scotland and forgotten about because they had, uh, I think it was Down syndrome, I think they had. They had learning difficulties. I'm not sure yeah. if it was Down syndrome. But maybe it wasn't. Yeah, I could, I could be wrong on that. But they definitely had some sort of kind of mental disability or learning difficulty or whatever. And rather than, you know, being progressive and inclusive, the decision was made by the royals to be like, ah, fucking Jesus Christ, we can't have them kept around here. Yeah, it's bad for the profile. You know, the suggestion that our blood isn't pure if we're we're putting out these kind of people, that's more or less the attitude. I'm not saying, I think that's fucking disgraceful. But sure, look at Meghan Markle. No. Oh, listen, man. Look at the treatment of Meghan Markle because she's different skin colour. Outrageous. Like, it's just, it is, it's, it's, Bonkers and like, you know, like don't again. I'm like, look how look how racist Philip was. <laughs> oh my god! What what was I watching? Somebody shared a clip recently. David, I think it might have been for the like like either the Queen's Jubilee or her birthday celebration or something like that. And David Jason of Only Fools and Horses fame and oh, I watched uh, it. Oh my god! Whatever. And he's talking about the interactions he's had with the royal family or whatever. And they ask about like their sense of humor and you know have they ever cracked a joke or something like that and he's like no no but I, like in terms of our sense of humor i remember one occasion where uh we we were all there and she turned around to a gentleman from africa and i'm paraphrasing because i can't remember the exact quote but more or less uh, oh sorry i thought you were a gorilla and and all of them laughed yeah Everyone on the, t- like, the, you know, the TV presenter and the other two people that were in this little panel laughed as if, like, aha, aren't our royals very funny? Oh, my yeah. God, they call a black person a gorilla. Fucking disgraceful. Yeah, yeah. You know, um, but, yeah, Prince Philip was, like, some of the gaffes he had over the years, like, don't some of them hilarious, but equally, like, just 
shockingly racist. And you can make the argument he's of a certain time and, you know, one thing and the other. I get that. But equally, like, come on to fuck. Come on to fuck. You just have to Google Prince Philip's gaffes and I think there's like 70, 70 yeah. of Prince the, Philip's gaffes. Like, the thing I loved about what he used to do. I don't to mean his houses. What, exactly. Yeah. What, the, the, innocent fun I'm all for. Like that little bit of devilment. I do like people who have a bit of devilment in them. And I do think Prince Philip had devilment in him. I know it comes from privilege for folks. No, sake. well, a lot of it does come from it does come from privilege, right? But like, what I mean is that it's not like right again that that level of privilege, right? But wherever he went, and do you know that thing where they have to sign a guest book, or so when they went to Trinity to visit the Book of Kells, or whatever, and they had to sign like you know, oh yeah, we visited fucking yeah whatever, and he just pockets the pen. I just think there's, some, yeah. there's something about that that I'm like this fucker probably has the fanciest Mont Blanc fucking pens and everything yeah, at home, yeah. you know what I mean? the fancy he's probably writing with a quill at home but he's like it's a little big boy though and it's going in my pocket just yeah, like there's something yeah. about that that I just found very fun anyway look I, I just think that he was a belly yeah fair yeah look the royals are a pox um, but you, you mentioned there about the crown on Netflix I mean that that's a very good watch and a lot of the time I found myself going straight to Wikipedia after an episode to see, did that really yeah. happen? Like, yeah. and it's, it's a program that doesn't glorify the crown uh, or the firm or, you know, the family, mm. whatever you want to call them. It, it's a, it's a chronicle of um, their tragedies, their rumors, trials and tribulations, trials, innuendo, scandals, innuendo, you know, it's it's a very very I I blitz the now and the I think the new series is coming in January maybe but God, that's, a, that's, a, that's a really good watch now a really good watch but uh, I think I think I think we're all talked out now of the, of of uh, Elizabeth Windsor disband yeah. the monarchy yeah yeah pretty much that that's I just honestly just don't see any anywhere it's not just the British monarchy I want to emphasize that any monarchy in the world I just kind of think. Disband at this, at this stage, come on now. Come on, makes no sense that your in quotes subjects, yeah, are, are finding it hard to survive day by day while you live in one of your 10 or 12 castles. Exactly, like she died, in, she died in her, she died in her favorite castle of Balmoral, exactly. Her favorite castle, you know, there's only, there's only two monarchs well, on the ground, and that's Burger King and Jerry the King Lawler. Very good. I'd say. And until um, next week. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, well, I mean, gee, how long we got? Fuck it. Yeah, that was quite a long rant about the Royals, to be fair. Yeah. Probably more than we planned. This is what happens when it's just yourself and myself, but sure, look. Um, I'll tell you one thing. Back soon. I'll tell you one thing, mate. I won't have a bad word said about Gar Brooks, though. That's cult like behavior as well, isn't it, Gar Brooks? And I am fucking subscribed to that cult in a big way. <laughs> that concert was honestly about a hundred times better than I went fully expecting to be like right there's, there's wear a Stetson I did not wear a Stetson because my I hair was looking that. sorry yeah. no, you're no, no, right there yeah Siri interrupting you yeah uh, I did not wear a Stetson because my hair was looking magnificent that day and I refused to pay 10 euro for something I'd wear once and ruin my hair at the same time very very good very good um, I don't get I don't get Garth Brooks but sure that's just down to musical taste and some would say taste in general which is yeah. right. but honestly I went it's, it's mad like I've seen people at it and through social media that mm. I would have known their music tastes would have included like rock and roll Oasis mm. Liam Gallagher you know Foo Fighters 
the Verve, all these trendy, so to speak, bands. And then I see them at Garth Brooks. It's like, what the hell's going on here? It was unbelievable. Did you see it? Have you seen it before? No, never, never. We went to the tribute act, remember? I, was in- I, I do remember. That was a great night, yeah. Um, oh, I know you didn't enjoy it. I know you didn't enjoy it. But it was, uh, yeah, honestly, it like one of, and I'm not just saying this for the sake of it, it was one of the best concerts I've ever been to. And I hate Crow Park, right? Talking of cults, the GAA is one of the biggest cults out there. I, and I'll, I'll have that argument with any person at all. Uh, I'll have no comment to make. <laughs> that, that's fine, right? But Crow Park for me, it will be a great stadium if they just finish that bit at the back. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Finish the job, lads, for God's sake. Going on about it. There's air seats for you too are very good though. The way, yeah, we... That Joshua Tree tour, remember that? I do. I did that again. That was another one. That was another one that I thought was a great concert. Um, but Crow Park for me is just a terrible venue. Sound wise, it's just sometimes it could be hit and miss. Really? Uh, What's Lansdowne Road like? The, uh, the new Lansdowne Road was actually pretty good. If yeah. point, it, depending if you're if you're high up in the stand, it's it's absolutely muck. But I suppose you could say that about any stadium. Yeah, yeah. Because they're they're not particularly built for, you know, a rock and roll show. Yeah. Um. How do yeah. like do we get it wrong with the stadiums over here? Because I was in Belgium last week at the Rovers Ghent match, and the stadium was only twenty thousand. Mm. It's a twenty thousand full capacity, but there's only like six or seven thousand, including the thousand Rovers fans. Yeah. And the sound, it's like the sound just stead in. Yeah. The ground, mm. you know, I haven't experienced that with Lansdowne Newer since its rebuild. Maybe I remember. Ireland against Russia a couple of years ago, Martin O'Neill was in charge. Yeah. I think we were losing 2 0 and we got one back and there was a big roar. And mm. you you kind of go, Oh Jesus, it is, it can be noisy. But I haven't really experienced it that consistently. And I just wonder with the gigs. And I remember like being at a few stadiums now in Europe where it's mm. with Ireland or overs, and the, the newer stadiums, like the, the Luxembourg National Stadium as well, it yeah. feels like the sound stays in it. And it's only small ten thousand seater, like. Makes you feel like it's about thirty thousand. It's it's a weird one. Like I think, and I I quite like Lansdowne Road now as a stadium. I'm you know I think yeah I, I don't not like it yeah. Um, and I think, but I'd agree with you. I think there's only been a handful of events that I've been to where I thought the atmosphere was absolutely fantastic. Like maybe that's down to the people. Perhaps it, I was going to say possibly and respectfully to the Martin O'Neill area. It's not as if the football we are playing was electric, you know. Fair enough. Um, yeah. But I think. I went to uh, Ireland All Blacks rugby match uh, that time where they beat us in the last like 10 seconds of the match or whatever it was. Um, still not ready to talk about it. <laughs> the atmosphere that that was absolutely sensational. I've been to a couple of Leinster games where the atmosphere was great, but then Leinster made, and I think I've talked about it before in this podcast, they made that stupid mistakes where they tried to force the atmosphere by putting yeah. in. And that was it. I was like, I'm not fucking going back. I'm not here for that. You let the atmosphere build itself or you accept there's not enough going on in the pitch to keep people buzzing. That's, yeah. you know, um, and then the, we're going to play Germany and Germany hammered us, but the atmosphere was still pretty good at it. Was that not Crow Park? Was that Crow Park? No, sorry, Denmark. The playoffs. Oh, Denmark. Yeah. Denmark yeah. and Christian yeah. Eriksen. took the lead, Shane Duffy. And the atmosphere was, and that, that you know, but, but anyway, look, um, I, yeah, I don't know. I've heard Parky Cueve is great for concerts. Right. And, and I it, assume that's because it's so open that there's nothing to reverb off. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. But I could be wrong. 
But nonetheless, uh, yeah, Garth Brooks put on a great show, man. And uh, if he came back again, I'd go see him. He said he'll be back, didn't he? Yeah, but before he had said that was him doing the stadium shows, and now he's, you know, blah, blah, blah. Like, basically, foregone his retirement kind of thing. But after yeah. doing those five, in fairness, don't blame him. I'd say fucking the, the buzz you get off 80,000 people or whatever. Singing every fucking word of your song back to you, like you know. Yeah, yeah, that's be some sort of thrill there. Exactly. So he's not for me now, but I wouldn't begrudge anyone for enjoying themselves. Listen, this you know, I mean, there's very few. uh, It's you know when you're like a teenager and somebody says they like something, you're like, "What you look damn for there, shit." Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're like, "Oh fuck, whatever you like, whatever you like." Do you know what I mean? I don't see Westlife for Christmas, and I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. I've seen them loads of times now, but yeah, I got tickets for their, their Christmas show. And where are they playing at Christmas? Point Depot. Are they? Yeah, they are. Yeah. No, are they playing a shitload of dates? I think they announced two, and then because I, I got me tickets in it, I got them in a pre sale. Uh, so I didn't need to bother checking if they added additional dates or whatever. You know, it's not like you two or Springsteen where it'd be like, I'll go to multiple dates. Like one and done will be my best life. You know what I mean? Like yeah, Springsteen yeah. next year and go to three nights. Like, so, you know. Deadly. Um, I heard through the grapevine, Christy Moore is doing 12. Vicar uh, Street this year. At Vicar Street over the Christmas period. That'd be fantastic now. Yeah. That'd be fantastic. Pre-COVID, he did 10 and they all sold out. So. Oh, he could be. sell it. I'll tell he's. He's the only person on the island to give Joanne McNally a run for the money and film. Joanne's about 60 dates now on Vicar Street. Does, yeah. Give give Christy a year to catch up and then give them a head to head and see yeah, what happens. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, wait, no. uh, I'm all talked out. That, I'm all talked out. I'm all listened out. Um, um, hopefully next week we're going to tour with some guests. Danny's been busy. I've been busy. And uh, guests have actually just pulled out, <laughs> so we'll try and reschedule them. But if you want to listen to us, um, any other of our previous 200 and 300 odd episodes, go to wtspod.com or search WTS Pod on any podcast provider, Podcast Republic, Stitcher, Podbean, Apple Podcasts, anywhere, everywhere you can get a podcast. And we're also on Twitter at WTS Pod. He's at Dan Joe Murray on Twitter. I'm at Merrigan Mania. Until next week, disband the monarchy. Clear eyes. Full hearts. Can't lose. Too sweet. <laughs> <laughs>